Hello, I'm Aileen O'Mara and welcome to Clarence Street Stories. This is my podcast about people, events and news here at Clarence Street in the oldest part of Dunleary. People in business and politics and stories from the street. I'm joined now by Jenny Tully. And Jenny, your company is called Lizzie Distributors, but in fact, the product you make is Colour Stick, isn't that right? That's right, Aileen. Yeah, it's a hair product, actually, that comes in four colours. And it's basically for ladies who need to cover up their roots quickly in between having their colour done. So it applies very quickly and very easily. And um, yeah, it, that's that's what we've produced. And we're in a lot of pharmacies now and we sell online and it's gone very well. Let's start it back at the beginning. So tell me the day you thought up this idea. Well, I was at home um, in the evening time, as we do, and we're um, on, on our laptops. And um, I am a hairdresser by trade and I knew that there was a problem and uh, this problem I thought I might be able to solve with my clients. They needed to have the hair done sooner rather than later when their colour was due and they were always constantly asking me was there a product that they could buy a purchase in the local pharmacy that could cover up their roots before they needed their colour done and I basically knew that this these products some of them existed but they weren't readily available so I got on my laptop and I started doing a little bit of investigation work online and like you say your background in hairdressing not but it's your own business do you have your own hairdressing business I do yeah okay. I, run, I run a hairdressing business called um, Hair Organic from Cabin Teeley from my house I have a little garage at the side of the house and I converted it into uh, hairdressers and I work on a one-to-one basis. So, and I'm very lucky. I have lovely clients and I suppose that's where the idea for Colourstick mm-hmm. came about. I had my target market right in my hand and I knew it was an issue and I always wanted to develop a product and it just so happened to be a hair product, which I suppose with my background, I had that extra knowledge and yeah, and that's how it came yeah. about. How long did it take? From, from that day on the conception <laughs> to delivery, I'd say from thinking about maybe if is this a product that I can develop myself and how do I source it and all of the things that go with a cosmetic product, it took about three years to delivery onto a shelf. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and if I had known then what I know now, would I have still done it? Yes, I probably would have. Um, would I have known the challenges I ha- would have faced with cos- cosmetic compliance and dealing with manufacturers abroad? Um, I think if you know all the pitfalls of starting your own business, then lots of people wouldn't start. But the beauty of being self-employed is that you can go at your own pace a lot of the time. If you have another income stream. If you have another income stream. And I I think I'm lucky in that way that I can do hairdressing. I'm trying to reduce my hours doing hairdressing because uh, Lizzie Distributors is getting a little bit busier, thankfully. But I am in that position that I can keep up the hairdressing, which pays my bills. Mm -hmm. And lots of people wouldn't have that option. So I'm very aware of that. And I'm very grateful that I have lovely clients. Because like you said, you talked about compliance and things. So what were the challenges? Mm, yeah. yeah, if you have the idea of manufacturing a cosmetic product and you want your company name on that product and you want to bring it into Europe, you have to get cosmetic compliance. So you have to have all your ingredients tested and they have to pass certain levels or where the product is manufactured. That company has to pass several levels of compliance. So there's a lot of paperwork a lot of testing 
I actually got a company in England to do it. And um, because this cosmetic compliance came in uh, to practice on a broader range, like, say, even with um, soaps and handmade soaps and handmade products, there was a massive queue that formed in the middle of me doing all of this. So normally I don't think it would have taken it long, as long, but it took me nearly a year to get the compliance. Really? So I, I had no idea that I had to go down that road. But once you have it and once you have the certificates, they're yours. So it just enables you maybe to go ahead with a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, like <laughs> <laughs> I say, the things if I known then what I know now, was that? Yeah, um, I had no idea of the costs involved. Um, when you're dealing with manufacturers abroad, um, you cannot really buy in small quantities. You have to commit to large quantities and large quantities means more money. So um, I think I face those challenges every time they come up, came up um, head on. Um, so I would say to people, maybe if you're thinking of putting a product onto the market and you think that you're going to need 5,000 euros, you probably need 15,000 euros. <laughs> um, and that can seem very daunting mm. at did a time. Did you borrow? I did. Yeah, I, I did. I, I took out a loan and I got help from my family. And so I have a lot of commitments and then I have to pay back all of this, these funds. Um, does that give I've, you awake at night a bit? It, it does. Yeah, it does. Because I want I want the business to work. I know that the product is a good product. I know that it's needed. Um, but without the help, I wouldn't have got it onto a shelf. So I'm very lucky that way. But I'm very committed to putting back and paying back the funds that I was able to access to get the business up and running which is, I think, probably a barrier for a lot of self-employed people. They, you know, you kind of think, how how in God's name am I going to compete with bigger companies even? And how am I going to, who's going to listen to one person and, um, you know, getting one cosmetic product onto a shelf in a pharmacy? But you'd be surprised at how willing uh, small companies are uh, to dealing with you when they know that you're making an effort to get out there and, and to push your product. Um, and actually... I think social media is fascinating and amazing and it's it's been fantastic for my business to get out there and get known and the contacts that you make. We made her a wonderful contact in United Drugs, which I never would have approached in a million years. I would have thought it was way too small from a lovely girl that I grew up with in Ballybrack. And she's seen a post that we had put up, myself and Georgina, my sister, who helps me a lot in the business. Um, uh, she's seen a photograph that we put up when we done a presentation and she got in contact with us and she was so helpful and she said look I think um, United Drugs would be quite interested in Colour Stick and she put in, us in touch with um, Morris a lovely guy and John in United Drugs and from then on we had a meeting and I thought I never thought that would have happened but if you put the information out there you have nothing to lose mm-hmm. And did you go looking for grants or anything from the enterprise? I got a lot of support from uh, the local enterprise board. They're fantastic. They're a great help for mentoring, for, you know, just that support that you need when you because it can be very lonely when you're self-employed. And um, sometimes you think where, you know, I don't really think it's a case of ringing up the local enterprise board and saying, oh, I've started a business and I need a grant. You don't get funding like that you do get a lot of mentoring support you do get help with funding so you get match funding so if you like for example I needed a lot of help with setting up the website if you 
uh, it costs you maybe say for example two and a half thousand euros to set up um, your online presence you can apply for funding uh, to the local enterprise board for 50 percent of those costs now you do have to pay for it up front but then you're allowed to claim it back which is something that i done and that was very helpful um, I think if you're, you know, you, it's it's not simple or straightforward to go to Enterprise Ireland. I think there's a lot of processes you have to go through. It's not to say that there isn't funding available for startups. There is in certain sectors, but I do think that you have to put in the hard work around that so that they're fully aware that you're committed to your business and your product and whatever that product may be. Um, but I do think it's very worthwhile contacting your local enterprise board and seeing what supports are there for you because mm -hmm. there are supports and they're very helpful. Mm -hmm. There is a particular kind of person who's, self who's a self-employed person, isn't there? It's not for everybody. Uh, no, it's not for everybody. And there is, um, you know, there's a great thing knowing when you work for a company or, or a small business that you, you're getting paid on a Friday, <laughs> that you know what your salary is and that you possibly might have a pension plan in place. I have... I'm nearly 45. I have no idea how I am going to have a pension <laughs> later on in life, but I'm not really going to worry about that now because there's nothing I can do about it right now. But I, I would like maybe that possibly down the line I could I could create a pension for myself. But that's the difference maybe about going down the route of being self-employed, the uncertainty of not knowing what your income is going to be. And sometimes that income is very, very low or non-existent. Um, and that can be very difficult when you're bringing up a family and you have bills and mortgages and uh, commitments. So it's not for everybody, but the benefits of being self-employed for me outweigh um, possibly thinking about going back into the employment world and going for interviews, which would be very daunting. Um, and and I, I have worked in many different places and had a couple of different careers and had very positive experiences in them and made great friends. So I'm very, I think really to, to become an entrepreneur or to be self-employed, it's actually probably a really good thing to go and work for somebody because you learn a lot of things from your employers and what to do and what not to do. And... Um, and the challenges that they face, you can kind of look in and, and not be too worried because you're the employee, um, but learn from that as well. So, And can you, looking back now in the few years and the number of years you have since you thought up the colour stick idea, has there been a big, you know, moment that you look back and say, wow, that was great. That was the day. Was it that day of meeting um, as a drug? Or was yeah, it, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember driving up I borrowed my mother's mini and I drove up to United Drugs I had no idea the size of the company at the time I mean I had done a little bit of research but when I actually drove up outside Magna Business Park and parked the car and I was I mean I thought that I wouldn't be nervous but I felt really nervous going in and it was such a big company and I mean, I felt very confident about Colour Stick itself and I felt that there, I couldn't have got the product to a better place than I had at the moment and I was confident that the work had been put in behind it. But I had no idea what how they felt about the product. Um, but when I was in there and I met Morris and he was very complimentary of, of all the background work that we had done and, you know, I suppose I'd put the supports around the product. I had the website. Um, we had the product in the packaging we had the display box I knew what size you know I, I knew I possibly felt that I knew that it would be a good product to sell at the till in the pharmacies and it's only 9.99 so I had investigated all of that beforehand and I think they were um, quite impressed with that mm -hmm. so um, 
I, I came out of United Drug feeling, oh God, <laughs> this actually could work, you know, and, and then they placed their first order and, and I was so delighted and so happy. Um, because what, what what chemists are they in then? What are they they're in? in and at the moment we're in over eighty five pharmacies um, nationwide. And the the great thing about United Drug is that they can they can stock pharmacies in West Cork and Mayo and in, in Galway that I could never get to, and and that is just a reality of life. It took me all day to get over to the north side of Dublin. Maybe you know it's mm. um, so they and they are great at the sales. They have sales teams out and. They can bring your product to major fairs, which when I investigated taking a stand, at, at, you know, in the RDS at, at a fair, I couldn't afford it. And I was like, I need to be there, but I can't afford to be there. How am I going to get there? So I think they are have enabled us to get into pharmacies we would never be able to approach. And, and that's a great thing. So I, I would that hope that that would continue. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's fantastic. And was there a low day? Is there a day that you said, oh, God, Oh, give completely, up. completely. Um, I borrowed quite a bit of money. Um, the lead time for when you're manufacturing a product outside of Europe it, it are quite long. It takes, like, even the shipment took five weeks. I was terrified that the ship was going to sink, that all my stock would be on it. And what would I do? And how would I pay back all this money? So you have all of those fears. And you keep, you know, I kept working in, a hair organic which is is great probably kept me afloat because I had my wonderful clients I was able to have a wage um, but I also had all these other costs that were taking all of my wages so um, it felt like a long day to the day where I went oh my god this can actually work and we've got an order now from United Drugs and that enabled me to kind of think about uh, the future a little bit. And we're still in the very early days and, you know, it can all about it can be all about restocking as well, how quickly it sells in the pharmacy, what colours are more popular. Like I know that the mid brown, the dark brown are the popular colours. We will see how the black goes. It's a little bit slower. I know the light brown is one of the colours I developed for people who highlight. So, you know, these are all it's it's still in its testing zone, uh, more or less. But at least we're out there, at least people can see the product, at least social media is enabling us to um, to, to tell people about Colour Sticks. So I think in a short space of time, we launched in April um, to November. We seem to have done quite a lot, but there's so much more that we have to do as well. So, yeah, so... So it sounds great, a really good story and it's coming, like I say, it's coming together, isn't it? Yeah, it seems to be coming yeah. together and yeah. I'm hopeful um, that I think though with with some amount of success comes the commitment that you have to be more committed and mm -hmm. you have to go to networking meetings, you have to talk to people and if you're not doing anything, nothing happens. So, And is that the, what advice would you give then someone starting out? Say someone that just had that eureka moment sitting on the lap, um, by the laptop some night and said, oh yeah, I can see a solution to a problem there. What advice would you give? I would say, don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to do the small things that lead to bigger things. Don't think about all the things that you have to do to get that proper, the product made into a reality. There's lots of groundwork that you have to do to get to a certain point. So I would pick four things and I would start with them and I would do them. I'd register your business name online. There's so many things that you can do from sitting at home with your laptop. 
a lot of investigation work. I would uh, email manufacturers. I would ask them questions. I'd ask them for samples. Never ever um, transfer any amounts of money without really researching that this the companies are real, that they are, uh, you know, stocking other products for other people, that you've got samples for them, that you know that they, they uh, adhere to cosmetic compliance. Uh, capability because you don't want to be in a situation where you are at a point where you order a lot of stock and then they can't they ha have no cosmetic compliance you will not be able to bring it into the country so investigate investigate and do all the prep work and then you will find that at one little point something will click into place and you'll go yes I'm glad I done that Jenny Tully of Colourstick thanks so much thank you Aileen And remember, you can get all the episodes of this podcast, Karen Street Stories, on my website, alienomara.ie, and follow us on Twitter, at alienomara.